This is the Fade You podcast for Monday, November 2nd. My name is Matthew James. A few days ago, I was wearing a taco costume, and now I'm sipping on a glass of red wine as part of a, a big sacked group of gentlemen who just went 5-0 and in the circuit contest. I am joined tonight by this man. This 35-year-old man was just dressed up as Peter Pan because he doesn't want to grow up, and now he just went 5-0 and in the contest, Kmart. You recovered from Halloween yet? Um, I recovered, and then I was shooting around playing 21 and rolled my ankle because Jimmy G is clearly my idol, and I just want to suck at life. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't know what to say about this guy. I have not seen a raging boner like his when almost every underdog was winning outright yesterday. He's Chris Duke. Oh my God, Matt, we were together, we were drinking, we were just fucking soaking it in like it was the Southern California sun, baby. It was a great day for the books this week and what NFL week eight, it was a great day for Fade U. Quick recap, our posted plays for week eight went a perfect 7-0, and that's right, 7-0, and did not record a loss on our Twitter posted picks. We are at Fade U Sports. Chris, typically when the books do well, guys like Dennis do not do well. <laughs> uh, Dennis's performance probably will never be topped again. He went over yesterday. He actually went O and eight, and he may be halfway through Mexico by now. What do you think? Oh, man, I don't uh, – I think you texted me yesterday. It's kind of hard to go and in. I mean, trying to pick an eight-team parlay and just pick one winner out of those eight, you probably will be able to do it. Guess what? Den couldn't. So, yeah, that was unreal. I mean, I, I even – we have a group text, and I think a couple of guys were like, what do you think Den will be on in the afternoon? He didn't really touch much. We thought – usually he does uh, – two or three games like last week he did three and this one he just isolated the Niners Seahawks game and uh I was shocked that he went with with the Niners and and he mooshed them it's just unbelievable I mean uh what what a day what a day what a morning I mean we're just sitting there looking and the I mean my buddies were texting me too what happened to the Rams I said sorry Dan bet him it's his fault (laughs) you're looking at the the fucking Dolphins giving the punt returns, fucking fumble sixes. Oh man, I, I don't know what Den was thinking, selling his cars there that Sunday morning. It's simply incredible. So just for those keeping score at home, man, hopefully we don't have a huge Twitter following yet, but hopefully the guys that do, the guys that are fading Den with us, guys that are tailing our picks. I mean, our last 15 uh, between the fade Dennis and our plays. That's a 15 and 0 NFL run dating back to last Thursday. Uh, we had a couple unders, so we got the totals for you guys in those windy games and then all the sides just, just cashed. And then we capped it off with uh, the, I think I called this team unbettable a month ago, the New York giants and Chris, I think they've been double digit dogs three times and they've covered every single time. Yeah, they're now bettable. I mean, last Thursday night, they, they should have beat the Eagles, and they blew it, but they covered. And then tonight, they tried to give it away, but they somehow snuck out a fourth and 16 and almost got the two-point. I mean, yeah, the Giants are feisty. They're they're uh, they're now bettable, I guess. And so, yeah, you got to – you know, you got to keep them in mind when, when everyone looks at the – like we say, everyone just looks at the record and let's fade the team. That's one and six and take the team that's five and two. Not so fast. You got to be careful and find the value. And I'm glad, um, you know, our, my buddy Freck and cold beer had it in there and, and we fade you ended up. I know Matt, you are funny. You said earlier this week, I'm not going to rush to the window to bet giants, but I'm going to really think about it. And then we end up pulling the trigger. Absolutely. And just to, to put a cap on a, a great weekend, Kmart, you and I have been playing in the contest together for three years now. This 5-0 and has eluded us for two years now. Yeah. 
and we finally yeah, found it. Time. God. Yeah, so, it, I had been flirting with it in my other one two weeks in a row, and then uh, it's just just funny how we threw this together last minute on Thursday, and it, I mean, it's just a beautiful, beautiful uh, teamwork, really. What do you, Kyle? What is what makes it so hard? Because, like you said, you've had four and one in your own, own entry a couple times. We've had quite a few four and ones you know we, we we don't do bad in the contest we over the long haul of the season we're gonna do pretty well sometimes we'll get really hot and be hot enough to cash sometimes we're just gonna be kind of in the middle but we're gonna still pick at a solid percentage what makes it so damn hard to find that five and oh i mean this has been i think the win we had it before it might have been october back in 2018 yeah so probably probably eight or nine weeks of football passed after that and then all of last season. So it's like 25 weeks worth of football that we went between our five and O's. What makes it so fucking hard to find? I mean, you, you, you truly need luck on your side. Last year we got half point tickled out of a five and O shoot two or three times. Um, I honestly think, I mean, we're nine and one when we post early for the uh, Thursday games. And I think that has something to do with it. Just, not giving those extra two to three days to just overthink it. Um, I overthought it afterwards in my other one. I, I don't think I played any of the five that Chris and I all liked. I think the only one I didn't help on was Falcons and Broncos, but I like the Vikings, Chiefs, Giants, and I didn't even include any of them. So, you know, it's just the overthinking, trying to spread things out. Um but, I mean, where we got hot two years ago, I mean, it was just you know what you know and you just you just go with the matchup and you just make a damn choice and you stick with it. Yeah, Chris pointed out that the Giants – I mean, the Giants are never going to be – and really, Chris, most double-digit dogs, you're not going to be in a rush to bet. Like, there's a reason why the spread is the spread. Now, maybe it's a little inflated like it clearly was in the case of tonight. But – I mean, you say it more than any of us. Sometimes you just have to hold your nose and and know and trust in your gut that that number is too high and fire. Yeah, for sure. And especially after last night, I thought the Cowboys should have probably covered. And, you know, like we always say here at Feiju, like Vegas isn't in the business of giving out free money and uh, everybody that had teasers and money lines and, everything on Eagles last night cast on that weird ass fucked up play. Yeah. And, uh, you know, tonight it just didn't seem like it was going to go back to back. Oh yeah. Back to back double digit dogs, just free money. Go ahead and take it public. So not so fast, but yeah, the giants played feisty and you know, the bucks are a little off. It kind of reminded me of the game against the bears a couple yeah. weeks ago when we were all over the bears where they're just, they just, you know, they wanted to sneak out a win, but it was just, you know, everyone's going to be on them. It just, but they're a little bit off and that's what the NFL is. These athletes are, are paid a lot and they're everyone's like we say, the margin is very small between the best and the worst. And, you know, and they're going to come out and play on prime time. And that's what the giants did tonight. Last thing on week eight, but Kmart, what's your take on this Bucks giants result? I think early in the week, if I remember right, I think I, Maybe somebody else did, but I know I for sure, because I always look at the look ahead lines and I notice, oh my gosh, the Bucks are playing the Saints next Sunday and that's their revenge game. That's going to be their, one of their bigger games of the season. And I thought maybe this was a, a look ahead kind of flat spot for the, the Bucks. And you said, you think Tom Brady's going to let them do that? And, and you see them really struggle for most of this game, still get out of there with a win. Well, how do you chalk up the, the, the Bucks really barely getting out of New York with a win here. I mean, I don't necessarily think it's so much of looking ahead as much as much as it can be playing to your opponent. Um, they probably just thought it would be a easier cake walkthrough down fourteen to six at half. Had to regroup and look at what they did in the second half. I don't, I don't know if they punted. Um, Might have had one, but. I think I think it just comes down to respect. I mean, all these all these players. I mean, look at the Dolphins last year when they were the joke, and look at them now. Look how they you know fought last year, and 
again, look at them now. So, I mean, you just can't, you can't play down to your opponent. You can't overlook them. I get the, I get the look ahead, but who really are the saints? I don't know what they're looking, looking ahead to. Um, I mean, Michael Thomas seems to have played his last down in new Orleans. I don't know what the hell's going on there. Um, Cause he, he's not injured. That's, that's for damn sure. So I, I just, a Monday night game, I, I, I'll still stick by that. I can't, I can't, go with the narrative of oh they're they they won by two because you know they're looking ahead to the big saints game you know favored by four and a half next week you know everyone thinks it's going to be all saints blah 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 so uh, that's that's my take anyway chris you look ahead to that saints bucks game is this an opportunity similar to the one that we did following that bears game that the bucks lost you know, you kind of watch the market on these teams. A lot of people probably bet on the Bucks tonight. And, you know, the public took a beating yesterday. People are going to take the favorite on Monday night to try to get out, you know, get some back. Obviously didn't cash tonight with them only winning by two. Opportunity to buy low on the Bucks with maybe some low public perception. What do you think going into next week? Yeah, is there is there a line yet? I see four and a half. And the... In Tampa Bay. In Tampa Bay, yeah. And that's what the look ahead was too. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think uh I think people are probably gonna gonna see the Saints come out on top in Chicago and and probably thinking we'll have to take a look at that. That might be one of our little uh fade the trendy dogs next week. We'll see how the action comes in on the Saints. But uh I know they're probably gonna think, Oh, the Saints beat their ass, right? They they handled them pretty well in week one when everyone's kind of high on the bucks with the whole news of Gronk coming back and Tom Brady and, and they beat them pretty good. And so we'll see. And uh, I can see a good bounce. I mean, it's so great. I mean, this is the Tampa Bay has been like the typical team to just do that. I mean, they look like shit against the, you know, the bears and they come home and just dismantle the, the Packers at home. And, and here they are taking a dump against the giants, almost lose outright um, to cost everyone in their, freaking survivor pools that would have been fun to see but they snuck it out and so yeah we'll see we'll see where the action comes in at Amar, we may have talked about this the other night with the falcons panthers game do you ever consider revenge in these division games second time these two teams have played we talked to the other night about carolina going into atlanta and winning the first time they played atlanta goes on the road last week gets their revenge Week one, the Bucks went into New Orleans and really made a ton of mistakes. Didn't play very well. Is this a? Do you buy really into the revenge narrative much, or is that just? Is it all noise? Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, but I think there's just a lot of variables. Uh, revenge factor, absolutely. If the teams are are both healthy, but uh, Falcons lost without Julio Jones in Carolina. They had the healthier Julio on Thursday night's game. So, I mean, it's, it's just, it's just not the same matchup. So of course that narrative works, but this Thursday we got Packers Niners, you know, Niners are injury riddled. So if the Packers won't, I think I saw Niners have 80 million on their IR from their salary cap. <laughs> All their stars are just are dead. So I think there's just variables that you have to take account for. Incredible. All right. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back and talk the rest of NFL week nine, including that Thursday game that Kyle just alluded to the Packers and the Niners. And then we'll see if you guys have a few college likes too, but we'll, we'll be right back. All right. Thursday night football Packers Niners Niners absolutely obliterated the fuck out of the Packers two times last year. Once, I think it was following – Kyle, was it following the Packers by? Does that sound right to you? Yeah. They went to San Francisco, probably I think in a primetime game, and just got fucked. And then Kyle Shanahan absolutely annihilated them again in the NFC Championship game. So yeah. definitely a possible revenge spot for the Packers, who just had their own embarrassing loss, Chris, at home to the Vikings, who we had in the contest – how do you feel about this one? Do you think the public is going to bounce like buy into that Packers off a loss revenge narrative and be all over the Packers on Thursday, especially with the Niners injury situations? 
for me, talking, that, was, that was to Chris. Just what? What do you think the action? Oh is yeah, I mean, like? I think. Yeah, I think I, mean, I think everyone's going to probably be on the the Packers for sure. You know, the whole bounce back narrative, and uh, they're gonna they're gonna like the Packers with, as a short. Like John Murray always says, the the public loves their short road faves. They love to money line them. They love to do whatever they can, and they think they see a bargain. They think it's a bargain shopping, uh, you know, Black Friday special. So, well, like you and I talked about earlier, Matt, we'll take a look, you know, a hard look at that and see what the situation is. And uh, come Wednesday, Thursday, we'll make our decision. Kmart, as a Niners fan, it's tough. You alluded to the fact that, I mean, everybody is injured. I, who, who's left? Nick Mullins. Man, this, it's funny because whatever day we potted last, I made some joke about, you know, Sam Darnold, and he's got a bum shoulder, but I cannot say how much I wish the Niners would just trade for him, get him out of New York, I do think he'd be an upgrade on Jimmy G. I think he'd be a lot better in that Shanahan offense. Uh, I don't think Jimmy G pains me to say it. I loved him. I, I had high hopes, but I just I'm 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 off. I'm off the Jimmy G bandwagon. Um, yeah, I don't want to ramble too much, but you can hear the you can hear the solace in my voice. You can hear the bitter disappointment now. I will ask you this. This line right now looks like two and a half. Is that, is that a trap line if you've ever seen it? I mean, think about it. If you're, you're the average Joe and it's like, oh, Green Bay less than a field goal. The Niners don't have their quarterback. They don't have Kittle. They don't have Nick Bosa. They got a bunch of guys still. They don't have any running backs. I mean, how is everyone not going to be running to the window, running to the window to bat Green Bay? I mean, shit, you could say I ran to that window this morning because <laughs> I, I, as soon as that line came out, it was minus three Packers. And before the news broke today, I already knew Kittle and Garoppolo wouldn't be playing. Um, Nick Mullins is fine, but I don't know. He's a backup for a reason. He, he's serviceable, but I don't know. I mean, I, I can definitely see it being a trap. Um, to answer your question, it's a short week. Uh, you know, the trap could be looking at how well did the Packers get out of last week healthy. It was still a physical game in, in that weather. Yep. So, I mean, those are things that, you know, I would look at uh, before we make a decision if we put one of them in the contest. And, I mean, I saw a couple books, you know, once the official word came out. I, I don't really know how they – thought they were going to play but you know some of the, that line's not even available um unless it came back on tonight but a couple hours ago when I was checking to see if it moved it was completely off on a couple sites yeah I see it on in Vegas I see two and a half okay I see Westgate two and a half I see Circa two and a half William Hill two and a half so I think they're just daring people to bet Green Bay now here I'm gonna I'm gonna do it and Chris I want you to critique my my handicap here I'm going to make the case for the Niners, all right? Yes, the Niners are injured, but the Niners are a little bit unique, and Kyle Shanahan's a unique coach. His, his play calling and his offense is not personnel-based. Yes, Kittle is a, mitch, a matchup nightmare for a lot of teams, but it's all scheme. And if there's very few coaches who I would trust with half their team injured on a short week to scheme a game plan against, but one of them is Kyle Shanahan, especially when he's playing that Green Bay Mike Pettin defense. He seems to have their number and knows how to scheme good offensive play. I mean, look at the last couple games they, these teams have played against each other. There are certain cases, Chris, and tell me if you agree, where certain coaches, this is something Lombardi talks about a lot, certain coaches have other coaches' numbers. Lombardi talks about look at coordinators, look at play callers against defensive coordinators. He liked Philly because it was Jim Schwartz, Philly's defensive coordinator against fucking Kellen Moore. Cowboys offensive coordinator so there is a lot to that and I don't know Green Bay it's a short week they had a guy test positive for COVID they were in virtual meetings today so that means they they might get a practice in before they travel and play this game what do you think 
Yeah, for sure. And, um, you know, I think they're, they're going to be feisty and they're going to want to, you know, play tough. They've got a time. I mean, they have no time to waste here in this NFC West with the Rams and the Seahawks and the Cardinals all being really good. And they, they know that they, they need a win to stay in this playoff hunt. So, you know, the Packers are probably going to be fine with, with the Lions and the, the Vikings and, you know, having kind of down years and, uh, you know, the bears are whatever. We still know the bears might be a fake five and two team. So, you know, and uh, we still haven't seen the Packers beat anybody super good. So, yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm not going to rush to the window to bet the Packers. I still don't know who they are. They beat the Texans by a million, but the Texans are one and six. So congrats on that one, you know, Aaron Rodgers. But, yeah, uh, you know, I trust Shanahan too. I think he's going to, you know, his teams usually show up tough against good teams like we saw against the Rams a couple of weeks ago. So, you know, should be good. And Kmart, just something that Chris just talked about, that the Niners can't afford to lose any more ground in the NFC West. That's something you had said last week going into Seattle. Um, maybe that's a different game. I mean, the Niners were driving down the field in the first quarter to score. Jimmy throws the interception. Maybe it's a different game if they end up getting seven there. I don't know. But this is this Tony is a true – earlier today. Yeah, this is the true backs against the wall for the Niners, right? I mean – this is your opportunity to kind of get back in this thing. If you lose this one, I mean, you're, how many games back are you? Yeah, I mean, I, I can see, you know, potentially, you know, something kind of like the Giants game tonight, you know, where they can play above and beyond, if you will, for the first half. I just don't know if, if that effort can be sustained for four quarters. Um, I don't know if that defense – is the same with those missing pieces. If I mean, we were so dominant against the Packers because we would just run right down their throat, which they could still potentially do. Hasty but, season. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't count on that though. Um, and defensively, I just don't know if we can get the rush. I mean, we're not, we're, we're not getting the type of pressure that we were last year. I mean, it looked, it looked good, you know, against uh, new England in the week before, but you know, it's, I don't know. I think uh, Chris is right. I mean, time's running out, but time, uh, time could be up. So, I mean, it's a big game Thursday, you know, I'm going to be cheering for them hard. Um, but, and I, it, I think we all know, I mean, I hate green Bay. So it's a huge, <laughs> The Niners so for me to kind of be saying not to I I think it's saying something did I at least give you hope though how'd I do oh you gave me a lot of full hope all right <laughs> I all like right. it you, you definitely a good angle all right but I thought I had a good one uh on Sunday and just didn't it just wasn't sustainable DK Metcalf's too good dude that guy's Terrell Owens I'm telling you Dude, he's better than Terrell Owens. He's a freak. Terrell Owens was not that good in his second year. God, incredible. All right. The rest of week nine, Chris, I'll, I'll start with you. There are a few division games here. You've got the Lions at the Vikings. You've got the Texans at the Jaguars. You've got the Giants at Washington. You've got the Raiders at the Chargers. You've got the Bucks at the uh or the saints at the bucks and then you've got the pats at the jets you've got like six division games here uh that's got to give you some nice wood right yeah absolutely uh i'm seeing a lot of action on uh, i don't know if you're asking me about likes but some early i mean it just seems like you hate to see the texans what one spot you love to see the texans in is when nobody thinks they're going to cover but one spot you don't like to see them in is when they think they're going to cover. <laughs> and uh, they're laying six and a half against a Jaguar team that's probably going to be without, you know, their boy, Mr. Handlebar Mustache Minshew. And they're getting six and a half. Who's going to start? Mr. Crazy Quarterback White Boy. And uh, I think we, we might take a look at that. I mean, 60, 70% of the 
the money on Texans. Why not take a little uh, – I can see them winning by three in the Jags. The Jags are always feisty. Uh, so we'll take a look at that. Uh, one spot I'm looking at – there's a couple. I don't know if you and Kmart are looking at them too. Out of the blue, not division games, Carolina catching – it was 11 or – I thought it was 12. I'm already seeing – a line moved down to 10 and a half on the Panthers, but 70 plus percent of the tickets are on Kansas city. This just screams not let down because the chiefs never let down, but I can see them just coming squeaking out a seven point win. Teddy B all he does as an underdog, especially a double digit dog keeps his team in the game. Everybody and their mom's going to tease them, money line them, do whatever they can do for the chiefs. And, um, you know, I was huge on the Seahawks, uh, you know, obviously, especially after Den took the Niners on Sunday. But it's going to be tough for the Seahawks to go across country into Buffalo, into the cold, and it looks like 77% of the action's on Seattle. The Bills are going to be feisty, so we'll see. We never like to fade Wilson, but... Uh, okay, that's a fade are- you. that's a fade you narrative. Seattle has won. They're like 10 and one ATS in their last East coast games or something like that. So that's that's the only thing I had. I took issue with what you said. Um, Kmart, let me throw it over to you. Your thoughts on a couple of those. Chris is right that there's been a pretty sharp move towards Carolina that did open 12 and a half this morning. It went steadily down all day. It went to 11 and a half. And briefly back up to 12, then down to 11 and a half, 11, now 10 and a half. And then I think the other thing I'll ask, I, I seem to recall thinking the same thing about the Jags game like three weeks ago. And so we bet the Jags against the Texans and the Texans sure as shit covered relatively easily. But maybe they're better off without Minshew, especially if he's been playing with a fractured thumb or ligaments or whatever he's got going on. Mike Lennon. Yeah, Mike Lennon, he I'm pretty sure he was absolutely terrible. I don't think it's going to be Glennon. I think it's the rookie, the 6th round rookie from I think it's Oregon State. That's I thought I saw like I don't remember the name. We said Is it Judon? Going to be Glennon's cock. No, it's not <laughs> Glennon. That guy I, no, it's not the giraffe. Yeah, because Glennon's. T- I mean, if it's Glennon, <laughs> it's not Glennon. Where and it's, take Houston. It's Jake Luton. That's yeah. That's who I thought I saw was yeah. gonna get it. Yeah, because I know it's, it's a gonna rookie. be Glennon, you idiots. We should we should bet that. <laughs> I'm down. I mean, I'll yeah, I'll bet with Kmart on that one. Chris, how much? I'm doing. I'll do fifty on Glennon. You're kidding. 50 to, each, 50 to each of us, or Matt and I just split the 50 on you? Each. Okay. All right. So oh, it's done. Yeah. Yeah, that's okay. a bet. Glenn, Glenn first 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 our first uh, crossfire bet on, uh, on who's going to start. Yeah. It's going to be <laughs> not Glenn on, you idiot. Anyway, Kmart, go back to the back to those games. Anyway, yeah. So I saw Chiefs, or not Chiefs, the. Uh, the team the Chiefs are playing, whoever they are, the Carolina Panthers, I saw them this morning at 12 and a half, or maybe it was yesterday when I was looking ahead, and I agree with everything Chris said. I saw 12 and a half, and I said, yes, please. Why can't I bet that line now? Oh, yeah, I'm a loser. I don't live in Vegas. So I get to take a shitty number. Um, 10 and a half still good. Might as well put that now if uh, you guys listen to this, because not much of a difference, really, between 10 and a half and 12 and a half. So... I don't know. There's nothing to add to what Chris said because the Chiefs, they don't really come out flat, but you can just it, you can kind of see them as a is what I hope to do next time I play golf. Just ho hum par, you know. Oh, just tap in, tap in, you know. Just kind of just get through the game. No injuries. Um, win it by ten, seven, six, something like that. So you definitely want that ten and a half. Um, you know, even leave that back door open when they're up 17 in the fourth because they love getting backdoored. And honestly, the Jets um, – or let me – Yeah, no, really quick. Honestly, the Jets were moving the ball against the Chiefs. 
like they were settling for field yeah, goals and and they yeah they couldn't yeah. sustain it because the Jets just lack talent basically everywhere. Uh, the Panthers are a more talented team, so maybe they punch a few in, of those in for touchdowns, and it, that can actually end up being a game. But yeah, yeah, very well could. I mean, Carolina's got an offense; they have an elite talent and DJ Moore. Are, uh, McCaffrey they, might be coming back. Yeah, I was just going to say, are they going to get Christian McCaffrey back? Yeah, so I mean, it it, it could definitely. I mean, I think for the line to move two points, people are definitely betting on that. Mm-hmm. Um, they they took him off IR last week, but he wasn't ready to play in that Thursday night game. So, I mean, uh, I I think he would at least play half the snaps. I mean, expect a split share for the first week or two to make sure he doesn't re-aggravate it like shithead Jimmy. Um, but, yeah, I think it's a good bet. Buffalo, Seattle. Um yeah, looking at looking at these percentages, kind of crazy. But as you said, Matt, Seattle does travel pretty well on the East Coast. Uh, if memory serves serves me well, um, shit, that's that's a tough one. I mean, that two and a half that's a that's a sucker's bet for sure. Flip flip that beautiful coin, Chris. We have to caution people against getting too invested in that early steam i just remember last week the titans and the Bengals look ahead line was three and a half and then i think that opened at four and a half and that got steamed all the way up to seven just because it gets steamed doesn't necessarily mean it's right so we want to caution people even when you see these early line moves like consider that but don't blindly take that because how'd that work out for titans betters yesterday yeah, for sure. I, the only thing, I, sorry, the only thing I would say that's it, it would be why it's different is that it's a not a road division dog, but it's a road dog, and we love to see our road dogs have a sharp line movement that's towards fair. them. So yeah. um, I know it's a road fave that had it go up, and that's what kind of like freaked me out. But I still thought that there was value, and obviously there was. Like you said, if there's going to be a you know, a line that came out, you know, look ahead of three and a half and it goes up to seven. I mean, you're doubling a line, but yeah. So that's just why I thought, especially when you're dealing with a public team, like the chiefs where everyone's going to be on them, Vegas, you know, wouldn't make a line go down. Like, Oh yeah, we're going to give you better line on the chiefs. You know, I mean, they made it worse on the Titans because, you know, it was okay. Everyone's going to money line them and, and, tease the titans so they would they won't they don't mind having the liability on on the Bengals, and just like now they're they're not going to mind having the liability on the panthers so sure um, that's the only difference yeah no that makes sense kmar any other ones that were not brought up that you kind of are keeping an eye on i mean we're recording monday night this is very early in the week but anything that you think you might be interested yeah, in now I, I love those la chargers against those vegas raiders um i also like the dolphins at arizona catching four and a half five um and then yeah i, I love i love primetime games what can i say i mean i gotta wait on a few things but you know that four and a half for the saints um I do think they have something to prove. Um, you know, they're what five and two, but they're 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 not as they're kind of not playing up to that five and two. They kind of um. So yeah, those are kind of three. I'm I'm keeping a close eye on. Man, I was thinking we were gonna like Arizona. Nah, fuck Arizona. Damn. No, I, I like I like the Dolphins' defense. I think they match up well against that. Fuck you, Cliff Kingsbury offense. Shoot, I don't know. I think Miami. Is, I think this is like, like Chris. You watched this game with me yesterday. Miami was a little lucky. Like they had like three point nine yards per play. They did really very little on offense and just benefited from hilarious Jared Goff fumbles and interceptions. What do you, th- do you think, what do you think, Chris? Like Miami's a team that's been making people money this season. They have a nice record. 
are we getting close to a time where we might want to sell them or are they going to keep this going? Is Tua only going to improve in his second start? Cause he really wasn't that great yesterday. Yeah, for sure. Um, I don't know what the look ahead was on this, but I can uh, get that. I, yeah, if you can get that while I, you know, overview it, I think it was six. Okay. So yeah, there's a little value on the, you know, I mean, it's, it's, so the proverbial dead zone, right? Four and a half, five, six. But uh, I think, uh, yeah, I'm going to take a look. I'm going to see what this line does and where the public, it looks like the public's on Cardinals for now. I mean, Miami is a tough squad. And, and you, you know, you, how can you say taking points with them has been a bad thing? Even if, I mean, they just destroyed the Jets and then, you know, you think, oh, maybe a letdown game against the Rams after a huge win against the Jets. Two is first start, and then they just come out and, and manhandle the Rams for that first half. And like Kmart said, their defense is tough. And for them to, to force those interceptions and the fumble six and the punt returns, crazy. But, uh, you know, we'll take a look. And I think generally, again, it kind of reminds me of the the Pittsburgh and Baltimore game where everyone's like, oh, it looks like maybe a bargain on – on the, you know, the Ravens, all they got to do is win by a touch. And here come, you know, the Pittsburgh Steelers and, and fuck them up and they went outright. So maybe the Dolphins, uh, I know a lot of Sharps were high on the Dolphins this year and they're they're exceeding a lot of expectations and they're going to probably go over their win total and they're going to try to fight hard for that division with the, the Bills. So we'll keep an eye and see what they, uh, what the line does this week. Yeah, definitely interested in that one. Chris, were there any other ones that you – I know you mentioned the the Panthers and the Chiefs and Seattle and Buffalo. And then what was the other one you mentioned? Oh, the Houston-Jacksonville. Uh, any other ones yeah. for you? The last one might be, you know, I have to give a sanitation special. I have to put my, <laughs> my hazmat suit on. Oh, no, don't Go say ahead it. Go I don't like it. I, I don't like backing this guy because I'd probably rather just uh, see if he can put out another kid from his wife. Um, you know, maybe get a ten, maybe he'll hit double digit kids because he can't cover a double digit spread. But what he can do is maybe win as a three point dog at home. Give me the Colts. Everybody and their mom bounce back game for the Ravens. Fuck you. Seventy percent of the action on the Ravens. Give me the Colts as a small dog at home. We love our home dogs. Can't you give Philip Rivers a little respect? He slapped Matt Patricia's fat ass around with his giant cock yesterday. Can't you give him Can a little it? respect? That's why I'm backing him. I'm, uh, I'm trying to be, you know, I'm trying to be malleable. I'm trying to be pliable. I'm trying to be, you know, whatever you want to say. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to him this week because everyone's going to back Lamar had a bad week, and uh, he's got to bounce back, right? God, he Chris, could I bounce thought... back if they'd let him run like they did last year, but there's not that perennial threat as much. So now they're daring him to throw, and he is who we thought he was. He's <laughs> average. He's great skill, and you know what? If his career's cut short because of injuries for five years – let him play the way he's meant to play. I mean, stop holding this kid back because you're only hurting yourself. Get Cox in here. He didn't break the matrix, Cox. <laughs> to take that up with Cox. Uh, yeah, that's, I mean, that was a good early look ahead. There weren't really any other ones that I wanted to get to. I am mildly interested in Minnesota just because I think Detroit is just trash. Anytime Matt Patricia goes against a good coach, he looks like a fucking idiot. And I know you might say division dog, Chris, but I don't know. I don't know how many – if you're going to tell me that Sharps are on the Lions, I'm not going to agree because I don't think Sharps are ever on the Lions. Just what a what an underachieving bunch of losers. Only when they went against the cards when – Brack and I were on. Yeah, what the that's, fuck? <laughs> that's it's always funny when you get to this point in the season, Kyle, because you can look back at some of those in week two and three, and just be like, "What the fuck happened there?" Yeah, absolutely. Let's talk about college. A couple minutes left before we'll uh, hit stop on this one. 
anybody looking at college yet, Chris, you have any, I mean, our college, we need to step it up a little bit. We have not been awesome lately. Definitely not like we have been in NFL. We had a couple unfortunate ones go against us the other day. We're still, of course, we're still positive. Our college record on the season right now, 40, 33, and three. That's fine. But I want, I want to get up in that plus 20 unit range like we were in some other stuff. Chris, anything you're looking ahead to? Yeah, for sure. Um, looking at some that might be a little what the fuck you again. If you're going to wear the hazmat suit in NFL, you might as well go and wear it in you know, NCAA football too. I'm looking at uh, the, the Huskers. Uh, everyone's looking at you know Northwestern. They blew out Maryland week one, just dismantled them. And then they had a really tough-fought game against Iowa last week and came out on top, which was weird because they were down like 20-3 to or 17-3. to It looked like Iowa was going was gonna to slap them with their Ds, and then they, they blew it. And uh, I think everyone's looking at Nebraska last game, and they got dismantled by Ohio State. And so that line's a little stinky. You got 2-0 Northwestern, only land about four, 70% of the action. Go ahead and give me that road conference dog. We know I loved – I'll hold my nose and I'll take a Husker cock on that one. And uh, there's a couple others that look good too. I know I was leaning fading Cincy last week. Um, Now they're going to be – now they're all of a sudden up to top six team. They're the sixth team. Houston looked like shit against UCF. And Cincy looked great against Memphis. And they're getting all the money, 75% plus of the tickets. They're laying less than two touchdowns. Houston, a road again, road conference dog, getting 13 and a half. We'll see if that ticks up to 14. Probably not because the Sharpies will be on my side, and they might keep that right around 13 and a half. But uh, I'll take a look at Houston and uh, getting all those points uh, right now. Chris, we – we watched your Bulldogs, your Fresno State Bulldogs, look incredible last week. How do you like them laying 11 in a road game at UNLV, who just sucks? Well, Matt, you know that uh, I said a couple weeks ago on the pod, we love Fresno when they're getting points. And what do they do when they got points? They cover and we don't like them when they're laying points. So you know exactly what I'll do. I'll be the first one in line to fade their ass this week and give me the 11 with those UNLV Rebels, baby. Well, you might be surprised to hear that 74% is on the dog there. Really? Because I'm looking – that's weird. I was, I'm looking and I'm seeing on covers 68% on Fresno, so that made yeah, me even happier so weird. to be on UNLV. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Covers is covers is weird. I don't know how they end up with totally different action, but anyway, Kmart. We'll the keep Pac- an eye on that. Yeah, the Pac-12 is back this week. Kmart. Christmas comes early. What are you looking at? I'm looking at them all. Oh no! <laughs> so definitely gonna pass that Arizona Utah game, but I'm obviously gonna watch it because USC plays Arizona the following week. USC in a weird spot, um, kind of hate the 9 a.m. slot. USC's favored by 10.5, trending to 11. And if this game was 4.30, I'd probably say lay it. Um, SC's fired up. They got six games. I think this isn't a homer pick. I'm, I'm just expecting big things from them, uh, you know, make a push. Win uh, the Pac-12 is tournament title game whatever, whatever the fuck they do i don't even know what sports are anymore um but you know try to try to be that one pack 12 team that can get into uh the uh the tournament um but a 9 a.m slot i just i i just got a bad feeling about that arizona state has been uh they were out practicing full way before any other team because they're in arizona so they have an edge up in reps so i'm definitely leaning at taking those points but i'm probably going to just wait a bit before i release an official pick on that one 
And then I'm also kind of looking at the Washington Cal game and I might decide to fuck with Wazoo as well. So looking at three there. Um, and I, do you guys know Trevor Lawrence? Is he playing? I don't think so. Yeah. No, so, he's out. So, I mean, that five and a half is tempting. I wish, I wish the hell there were fans because five and a half in Notre Dame with, with, a full stadium would be an easy bet for me, but uh, I don't know. I don't know if they're allowing fans or even if they're allowing 12,000, it's, it's not the same. So I'm definitely keeping an eye on that. Um, You know, taking that five and a half with Notre Dame. I heard another pod today talk about, I think this was Kelly and Murray actually, how that's that matchup is going to be the ACC championship game. And it's not really going to matter who wins this week because those two teams are going to play for the conference title anyway. So they may not be super fired up for this one, if that makes any sense. It's it's not going to matter anyway because it's really just going to be whoever wins the conference championship game regardless of who wins this week. So that's kind of interesting. I mean, yeah, man, that's tough. What what Clemson team are you going to get? The team that fell behind thirty one to fourteen against Boston College, or the team that roared back in the second half? Yeah, I mean, they they still have a stout defense. Yeah, I mean, DJ. I won't try to embarrass myself with his last name. He obviously led them to an amazing comeback. So I mean, he'll he's probably fine. I just I just feel that this Notre Dame team seems different. Um, and again, I'm a Trojan here, so I hate Notre Dame. I don't want to say this, but they, for the past 20 years, have just been hearing about how they can't win the big game. I mean, this this is this might as well be the national championship. Yeah. You got to win this. No, game. for sure. Fun. So, yeah, I don't know. Ian Book, he's he's all right. I don't think he's going to be a great NFL quarterback, but college, if he can, if he can exploit the weakness in the Tigers defense they got a shot but you know DJ went to my high school so I'm gonna lean with him St. John Bosco cock baby (laughs) number one pick you guys are coached very well yeah um yeah that's weird well it's five and a half and the question is what would the line be with Lawrence is DJ like that much I know Lombardi was saying there's a drop off there but is it as big as we think he was he was chucking and you got to think that one I mean Boston College shouldn't have even been that close they had a 98 yard return when Etienne it was like a weird handoff and they ran it back so that's a big swing it should have been Clemson plus seven but then it goes BC plus seven so that's why it was so close and you just think uh, I know he didn't have any turnovers against them he had like 300 50 yards and two touchdowns and was great. So yeah, we'll see. I don't know if the public comes in on, on the dog. We'll see. We know, like you said, Kmart, it's so tough to handicap Notre Dame in these big games because we know they've just laid an egg against Bama and Clemson time and time again. So we'll see. And I know people probably go, fuck, Notre Dame has been killing it. They've destroyed their opponents recently and Clemson can't even beat BC. So yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting come Saturday. I want to know that, like, was this Notre Dame look ahead plus seven and a half with Trevor Lawrence, or was that just you know going into last week's game with DJ? Would this line be ten, eleven? That's kind of what I. That's kind of what I wanted. I feel like it would be easier to cap if Trevor Lawrence were actually playing because you would be knowing what you'd be getting. Yeah. Kind of reverse reverse psychology on that one, but it, it, I, I honestly think it makes it more difficult because of the unknown with with DJ and what he, what he can bring to that Clemson offense. Is he going to be the quarterback in that first half, or is he going to be the one that we saw what he was able to do? But definitely different talents with Boston College and Notre Dame, so it's a tricky one. Here's one for you, Chris. It will probably get Absolutely. out of here after this one. This team has been, especially you, your nemesis. You have lost money betting against this team, and I think you know who I'm going to say. Coastal Carolina, they are minus 17 this week against South Alabama. 
South Alabama, the dog, is getting 97% of tickets, I'm seeing. What do you think? South Alabama? Yeah, the dog. 3% on Coastal Carolina laying the 17. That's That's crazy. Yeah, we have to. I see they're getting 77%. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's. We have to look and see where we're getting. But um, that's a big number. Yeah, but fuck, man. Coastal Carolina is just so well coached and I, I look at them and they're like fourth and two and next thing you know they get the, the first down and they're scoring a touchdown fourth and one they're getting the touchdown and, and I love people like that they're their coach loves it they're no shout out to John Murray no kicking us for losers on that coastal Carolina Chanticleer cock so you know it's it's going to be tough to fade them and uh, South Alabama Jags are going to be in for for a tough one Yeah, that's a square dog catching 17. We might need to stop fading Coastal Carolina, actually bet them for a chance. I feel like the last two weeks we've gotten just killed fading them. I mean, they're they're blowing teams out, right? Yeah. All right, anybody got anything else? That's a good Monday pod. That's a good Monday, a really early look ahead. Yeah, I think uh, I think we're good. All right, for Kmart, for Chris Duke, we're going to celebrate our 5-0 and for week eight. I'm going to finish my glass of wine, and we're going to call it a night. We'll talk to you Let's guys later go. this week. Mm-hmm.